first pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Trevor Lawrence, quarterback Clemson. And they'll go to their star, Brees Hall, and it's a big run. Look out. Put your house on Henry not getting injured. To miss. If Henry goes down with an injury after I've said this, I'll give it away. Derrick Henry broke the fifth metatarsal in his foot this weekend. <laughs> and he could miss the rest of the year. All right, welcome back to episode three of the new NFL podcast uh, coming to you from Fig Jam Sports. I have a very special guest tonight, uh, one who doesn't sound 100%, but I'm sure it's just because uh, he had a pack of berries before he come on. Is that right, Josh? I'm joined by Josh, Josh the Supergate Whisperer. He has come on and we're doing a 32-team NFL mock draft. How are you, Josh? Don't cough on me. Good, mate, good. You've, you've stitched me up here. I, I messaged you beforehand and said, oh, I'm, I haven't done any trades. And then you said, I've done two. So it's going to throw things out. I've drafted um, based off what the team needs as of today, which is the 7th of February. Like nothing's happened, nothing major. Um, A-Rod's still at the Packers, for example, like Sean Watson's still at Texan. So um, we'll touch on that. I'm good, mate. Um, as you alluded to, I'm not not 100%. Um, did test positive for the, for the spicy cough this morning. So we're battling on. Um, but apart from that, no, it's good to be here, mate. Good to talk some college ball because the countless hours of film you and I have both watched over the over the year has finally uh, been put to good use. I have watched so many mock drafts over the last six weeks. I'm addicted to just watching mock drafts. I love it. And I can watch a mock draft, two different guys, and they'll mock the whole 32 exactly the same. And I'll be like hanging there can't wait for the next pick the whole time <laughs> and that's and that's the thing like if anyone's listening to this that is cups come from sort of my following um the way nfl mock drafts work like you could be the third best player in the draft class but you might not go until 15 16 because mm. it basically depends on what team needs so um tom might have someone at four and i've got them at maybe 20 but that doesn't mean they're that far apart it means they're just the next person down on the position list but the teams behind them could could need different uh, objectives so be interesting to see how we fall on a couple of these guys and also players, players like that are, that we're mocking at say pick thirty, they they're so close to being in the top ten. Like like if you're talking yeah. like a uh, if you're talking like a fantasy rookie draft, pick thirty in your fantasy rookie draft is some player who may not ever get on the field. But we're talking like pick thirty in these mock drafts could easily be a top five pick. Uh, you know, in any other year. Um, so they're so close to each other. So, so yeah. So if our if our two mocks are far different, it's not because we're both loose. It's because there's just team needs, and we we believe a team needs something more than the other person thinks the team needs something else. So, um, I also yeah. I also expect I also expect like picks twenty five onwards to be quite heavily traded. Um, yep. so that's going to throw it out. But yep. we're just like I said, we're drafting what the team needs with their pick at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I've got I've got two. I've got two trades in here just because they'd be fun. But there will be a lot of trades in the first round. Like every year you see five, six, eight trades within the first round. And I've done two just because it was a bit of fun, something to talk about. Um, but we should, should we get into it? Like, wait, before we get no, into let's, it. Let's do it. I'm kidding. I want to say, I want to hear 
this on the new mic. Oh, that was crisp. That was crisp. That was a decent crack. Uh, yeah, very happy with the new mic. I might have or may not have bought the new mic off my guest here. Uh, and it is, yeah, I'm I'm very happy with it. I'm very, I, very glad to pass it on, man. I'm glad that you, you're getting <laughs> the use out of it. I did a mock draft. I did a mock draft. I did a um, DFS podcast a few nights ago. And I'm sitting in my kitchen and next minute they're doing it on some weird internet program that I'd never seen before. And it seemed a bit dodgy. And I echoed a lot. Like my, my old mic was cheap as shit, but I never used to echo that much, but I echoed heaps. And anyway, Gemma's doing the bloody washing the, my wife's washing the, uh, washing up and she presses a few buttons on the dishwasher and you can just hear it echo through this program for like five minutes and you couldn't get yeah. rid of it. The thing, the thing with the mic that I've, I've passed on to you, it, it is very receptive of if, it's one of those podcasts, one of those podcasts, one of those microphones that's fantastic for like a group podcast. Like if you and Rick, for example, in the same room, you can just yep. use the one mic. Whereas the microphone that I have now is more of a, like a radio broadcaster mic. So it only picks up my direct voice. Whereas yours, yeah, I think I recommended you to move into a, a quieter space because it would pick up a bit of echo, but the, the audio quality is yeah, ten, tenfold better than what we were working with before. Yeah, for sure. Now I'm sitting in the bedroom at the moment, having a ginger beer uh, and we're about to get into it. So uh, who's going first, me or you? You can go first, mate. I think we both had the same number one pick, but you can go first. The Jacksonville Jaguars are on the clock at the moment, and I am going to give them Evan Neal, the offensive tackle out of Alabama. Uh, someone who I wouldn't have drafted there only a month ago, uh, but the way he finished off the season in college, and because what Jacksonville needs, a very much a team need um, pick this one. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give Evan Neal, and, and I assume you've got the same. I do. You've drafted a franchise quarterback last year. Didn't work out well this year. You've got a new head coach in Doug Peterson. You need protection for your star QB. And I've also taken Evan Neal, tackle out of Alabama. Um, you're right. Probably closer to three or four a month ago. Um, but the way he finished the NCAA season and, yeah, the, the fact that the Jags need protection for, for Lawrence, um, yeah, pushing him to 101, which isn't a bad pick, I feel. They've also got one of the best edge rushers in the, in the NFL in Josh Allen on his day that is like he had some shockers this year too but but he can be one of the best edge rushers so they're not desperate for an edge rusher uh, but they are no, desperate des- for... def- definitely not um you yeah. touch you touch on ed- edge rushes and the lines are up with pick two and it's, it's kind of fitting they take the home hometown boy in aiden hutchison defensive end uh out of michigan um he's my number two for the lions they, they need um i think their offense is okay you've got amon uh, amon brown you've got jared goff who's who's solid obviously doing that swift um, but I feel like you need a bit of presence on the defensive end. And I think Aiden Hutchinson can provide that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I've, I've also got Aiden Hutchinson going to going to Detroit. And that's a that's a bit of a um, best available pick. Um, I don't think that I don't think that Detroit are desperate for anything. Like unless we're talking about a quarterback, but I don't think they're desperate for any real position. Like they were bloody unlucky in a lot of games this year, only just getting beat. Um, so yeah, someone like Aiden Hutchinson. The Justin Tucker 66-yard field goal. That's yeah. Just, like, that's just the, the summary of, of the Lions season. Like, that was so close in multiple games. I think it was round one or round two. They come back from 35 nil down against the 49ers and nearly beat them. And, yeah, but someone like Aiden Hutchinson just being on that team, the presence he he brings in that uh, on that defensive line, yeah, I'd, I'd really like him there. I like Detroit. Like, they're, they're a good team. Um, and, uh, yeah... They just need to get some wins. That's all. They do. 
Who we got at three for the Texans, mate? Right, I I am drafting best available again. I'm going KT Kayvon Thibodeau. Um, not that long ago, he was the number one overall pick. And to be honest, if they took him one, if the Jags took him one overall, I wouldn't be shocked. I'd be like, I'd be sitting here going, oh, geez, that sounds like a Jacksonville thing to do, just taking the best off the board instead of looking after their team. But KT, yeah, only six weeks ago, he was the best player in the NF, in the NCAA and it wasn't really close. Aiden Hutchinson flew home at the end, the same with Evan Neal. So you've got someone different here, I think, at the Texans. I do. I've got a generational safety in Kyle Hamilton. I feel like it's just too good to pass up out of Notre Dame. Uh, I feel like he can provide a lot, come in and be a real uh, presence on that defensive end. He is probably the best safety prospect we've had in maybe the last five, six years. So uh, I don't hate the, the Kayvon Thibodeau pick. Um, he definitely features in my top five. Um, but for me, I'm just, I'm taking Kyle Hamilton uh, out of Notre Dame. Yeah, he is a generational, a franchise safety, Kyle Hamilton. He's an absolute star. All right, uh, at pick four, we've got the Jets. You may as well take this one away. At four, I've taken Equam uh, Equano, uh, the tackle out of NC State, uh, just because the fact that you've got AVT, uh, Equano and and um, Mackay, I feel like that's a really really good defensive presence you could have there for for the Jets. I understand you want to try and do what you can to give some weapons around um, Zach Wilson, and we could address those later in the draft. But for for now, um, I mean, considering the Jets also have the tenth pick as well, you you could reach for for some offensive weapons there for Zach Wilson, uh, and we'll touch on that in due time. But for me. Yeah, I'm just taking Ecom. Um, yeah, like I said, the tackle of NC State. Uh, I really like the presence that they could build on, on defense there. I've taken the exact same player. So, yeah, that's that's fine. Um, Zach Wilson needs protecting and Akem Aquino of NC State is the man to do it. Uh, now, to move on to the Giants, I've got the Giants taking Kyle Hamilton, uh, who you drafted to the Texans. Yeah, it's same thing as before a generational safety Cole Hamilton is he's so tall and so lean and just he just out jumps everyone in college um so he's, he's quite versatile too he could play mm. strong safety he could play free safety he could probably come up and do a bit of a pass rush if you needed to as well if you're playing uh, more of a more of a blitz off a more of a blitz defensive scheme so I think Cole Hamilton yeah he can play you know, strong safety free safety um he could probably do a job at corner if you were if you were desperate as well so I think he's, he's very versatile and, and any team, whether it be the Texans, the Jets or the Giants would be very, very uh, lucky to pick him up between three and six. Yeah. Well, I originally had the Giants, the Giants have got pick five and seven. I originally had them doubling up on, on offensive line and I couldn't push Kyle Hamilton down the board that much. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, yeah, no, he's someone that you've just got to take, even if you don't need a safety, he's just that good. I think you take him regardless yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, at pick five, this is where I've got your boy uh, out of Oregon. I've got Kayvon Thibodeau. Um, yep. So down my list a little bit, but didn't go further than five. Uh, the Giants, we will address their offensive line with their pick seven. Yep. Um, but the same reasons you made for Kayvon, I, I really like him. I think he's got a lot of, lot of potential. Uh, at pick six, uh, we do differ here. And I know that the Panthers, uh, I haven't taken a quarterback, uh, which I know that you have. Um, I have taken, I have taken Charles my Cross. Mind. Ooh, I've <laughs> taken Charles Cross tackle out of Mississippi State. Um, just get as much protection as, as we need. Yep. I have changed my mind in the last three hours, and I've also taken Charles Cross <laughs> to Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> I originally had them 
I originally had them taking a quarterback and I've had them taking a quarterback for the last two months. I did a podcast last night and I, and I took a deep dive into Carolina and their needs in their team. And one of the things I come up with was that Sam Darnold is the exact same player as Matt Corral or Kenny Pickett or Sam Howell. I don't think they're going to win. Is it worth punting on them when you've just got the replacement there? We've got to remember that he's also been with that. He's star running back all of this year and the Panthers have been without him basically for the last two years. So if we can get a full fit season from Christian McCaffrey, I, I think Donald does look better. And we saw that in what was it the first three weeks? Like he looked, yep. he looked decent with, with Christian McCaffrey. He's there. Really so good. Yep. I don't, I, I like your point of not taking a reach on Pickett or Corral or, or whoever we want to take um, just because we're, what upside is there when you've got yep. Donald there? I'd rather, I'd rather um, solidify the, the tackle and maybe look for a better QB class next year. If, if Donald isn't the guy That's or Cam right. Newton, obviously continues even- to be, even someone like Bailey Zapp, who you could pick up in the third round, he's someone you could easily put behind Darnold. And if Darnold has a real shocker, throw him in there um, and just hope for the best, a bit like what Davis Mills did this year. So, yeah, I wouldn't mind them taking a quarterback maybe third round just as a as a backup because Philip Walker's not his shit. He's the other backup yeah. to Sam Darnold. Uh, is it my turn? Yeah, the seven am... with the Giants. Seven with the Giants. I've got them taking Tyler Linderbaum. Maybe the best center we've ever seen coming out of college, or at least since I've been watching college football anyway. And centers never go this high in the draft, but Tyler Linderbaum is so good that he deserves to be here. I'm not sure when the real draft comes around, there might be a bit of old age mentality come in and, and he might fall to sort of pick 15 or something just because they don't like taking those interior offensive line players too early, but he is an absolute star. He's a bit like the Kyle Hamilton pick. He's a generational center and the giants desperately need to protect Saquon Barkley and um, yeah, their uh, quarterback in Daniel Jones, who I just fucking forgot his name, but uh, yeah. So I've taken Tyler Linderbond to the giants at pick seven. I've also taken Tyler, uh, the center out of Iowa. What's going to happen with Saquon? Like, if they don't give him protection, why would Saquon bother yep. staying? So I feel like you've got to do all you can to keep your star running back. And Danny Dimes isn't a bad quarterback. He's not top 15, but he's serviceable. And until you can find a better replacement, uh, yeah, I just feel like Linderbaum is, is is a phenomenal center. And I do worry with the old head mentality that he does slip, but... Yep. He's, he's the best player on the board here by far, and and they need a, a need a good centre, and I think he could be a really good centre for the next 10, 12 years. All right, you go with your next pick, so I've got a bit of an interesting one at this next pick, so better go safe with yours, I think. So the Falcons had a rough season. Drafted Cole Pitts last year. Uh, Calvin Ridley, we don't know what's going on there. He, he doesn't seem to be wanting to stay, so you need to replace him, I feel. And, and we're going with the first... Uh, what is it? Specialized player off the off the board here. Uh, we're taking Traylon Burks out of Arkansas. Uh, I just feel you need to give um, that team some kind of some kind of threat on the offensive side um, because it's it's pretty grim out there. If if you're the Falcons and you've got no, if 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 Ridley walks and Pitts is left to his own, teams can just double team him, and you're going to need someone to to give Pitts a bit of help too. Yeah, I love that. I love that pick. Uh, so. I've got the Falcons trading away this pick. So so early, so I've done about three or four mock drafts after the last few days. My very first one, I had the Falcons taking Traylon Burks. 
the more and more I played around with it and played around with it, I have the Falcons trading away this pick to the Dolphins. The Dolphins are moving up all the way from pick 29 to take Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson with uh, Alabama's Jalen Waddell, I think they are a really good pairing. I really like that makes, pairing, Garrett Wilson and makes Jalen life Waddell. Makes, makes life for two are really easy. you got Wilson, yep. you got Waddle, and you got Gasecki. Um, pretty good receiving core to have there, so not a bad time to be Tua. I don't hate that pick. Uh, do you have Wilson uh, over Burks? In this draft, I do. Not for fantasy. Um, okay. But in this draft, I do because of... Traylon Burks is more like a for the Falcons. He's perfect. If Calvin Ridley leaves, Burks there is perfect. Garrett Wilson is more like your tandem uh, one-two punch wide receiver, where Traylon Burks is your alpha wide receiver, like your Devontae Adams, like your uh, who's another one in this in the NFL that yeah, you know what I mean. Anyway, um, yeah. So I've got Burks going a couple of picks later, and if the Falcons kept their pick in your mock draft. Are you taking Burks? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. We're on, we're on the money, man. So the money. with the ninth pick, <laughs> with the ninth pick, who who are we taking for the Broncos? For the Broncos, first quarterback off the board for me, and this is Kenny Pickett out of Pitt. Uh, the most ready-made quarterback, I believe, in this draft. Um, some would probably argue against that. I, I think it's really, they're really close. I mean, if someone drafts Sam Howell or Matt Corral to the Broncos, I don't hate it. Uh, for me, it's Kenny Pickett. I think he can just go walk straight into the Broncos and and lead them around. So who have you got? This might be a very boring podcast for the first 10 rounds, mate. You say <laughs> someone's going to disagree with you when it comes to uh, picking Kenny Pickett. I'm not going to be that guy. I've got Kenny Pickett going to the Broncos as well. Um, Teddy Two Gloves, it's not the answer. Um, so for anyone with dynasty sides with with uh, Teddy, I'd be looking at moving him on ASAP. Um, I think the Broncos take a take a QB here. It depends on whether they go Corral or Pickett. Um, and yeah, I feel like Pickett is more more ready made now and and more win now because the Broncos don't have a bad side. Like the Broncos definitely are in playoff contention. So I feel like you've got to take ready made QB. Similar to a Mac Jones doesn't have the upside of guys in this draft class from last year, but he's the guy to get you wins now. And I think that's what the Broncos are chasing. Um, so yeah, Kenny Pickett out of Pitt. Uh, is my ninth pick. With the 10th pick, the Jets are back on the clock. Uh, I had them taking uh, tackle at NC State, uh, Ikoma Komu, if I can speak. Um, and we're going to double up here with Derek Stingley, the cornerback from LSU. Uh, bit of a bit of a one-two punch here, a bit of offense, defensive. You're shaking your head here, so I'm assuming you've taken the same <laughs> We haven't copied. We, we, I don't even have a clue what you're picking. <laughs> God. Oh, this is incredible. Anyway, go on. Always good. So yeah, I've got I've got I've got Stingley out of uh, out of LSU. I'll let you because you've got the same pick. I'll let you give the reasonings as to why we're we're taking Stingley with the tenth. Oh no, no real reason. Um, Jets need help. Derek Stingley is a. He's probably had a bit of an off year this year, but the previous three years, even as a freshman, he was a he was the starting corner in that 2019 LSU team when they absolutely dominated the NCAA, and he was probably the best corner in that in college then. Uh, this year, he probably hasn't had his best year. He's been up and down with injuries a bit. Um, the Jets don't have a bad secondary. That's It's not terrible. But Derek Stingley, a, a bit like the best available. Um, he's the best corner in this class, in my opinion. And I think that he's worthy of a top 10 pick. Washington with the 11th pick. 
Uh, is that me? All right. Now I've I've changed this pick a few times. Um, I'm going to take Sam Howe at Washington's pick at pick eleven. Now I hate to do this because I think Matt Corral is my favorite corner, uh, favorite quarterback in college, and I have him fallen. And the reason why I'm taking Sam Howe to Washington is because of Diami Brown. Diami Brown is a wide receiver they drafted last year from North Carolina, the same place as where Sam Howell came from. They played two years in college together. That's the only reason why I'm drafting Sam Howell to Washington at this stage. That could change. I, I've, I've got Mackerel falling in my draft, and I, I hate it because I think he's my favorite player, my favorite quarterback out of college, and I've got him falling so far, but that's the reason why I've drafted Sam Howell to Washington. Interesting. I've also taken a QB. I've taken Matt Corral. Um, every other team here, I put the Giants, the Panthers, the Falcons, the Broncos. I've put their, their, their mascot's name. I've just put Washington here. I've got no idea what to call them. I've got <laughs> the no commies. idea where, where we're standing on Washington. But I've taken Matt Corral, uh, quarterback out of Mississippi. Uh, for similar reasons as to, to why you drive to a QB. Uh, I just I like Matt Corral. Um, there's big wraps on him. and You, you can go either way. Um, believe it or not, I don't even have um what's his name i don't even have um your bloke in my next qb off the board um Mac, uh, sam Howe. so that's a, that's an interesting point we can touch on i do have him going in the first round but don't have him as high as you do but yep. that's what makes a good mock we've always got things to disagree on yeah when it comes to the vikings with their 12th pick um look kirk cousins is staying there's not nothing stopping that they've got justin jefferson there they've got adam Thielen. they've got good offensive weapons. I feel like they need some kind of presence when it comes to pass blocking or pass rushing. And I feel like Nicobe Dean can do that uh, out of Georgia. Um, so I just like him strengthening up the defense for uh, the Vikings. Yep. This is where we go off a bit. Um, I'm taking Source Gardner from Cincinnati, the standout corner who had an absolute belter this year and has absolutely jumped up draft boards all over the place since shutting down James, uh, Jamison Williams in the in that, uh, was that semi-final, whatever that was. Um, so, yeah, a bit, bit like a best player on the on the board again. Source Garden at the corner from Cincinnati. I've drafted into the Vikings for no real reason. Vikings need help pretty much all over their defense. And I've gotten a Kobe Dean fall into somewhere where I'm really excited about that's about all. That's about the only reason why I've taken interesting, interesting. Uh, the Browns, mate. The Browns. Baker's the guy. What are we doing? All right. This is where I am taking Traylon Burks. Now, I don't really like this situation, but I think for Traylon Burks, this is his best opportunity. The the I hate it when people say Baker can't throw. Baker can throw but his offensive coordinator doesn't let him throw. If anyone watched him in college, he was the best passing quarterback in college. He was an absolute star. He was better than Patrick Mahomes in college. That's the reason why he went one overall. But they need to have someone who's not, whose name is not Odell Beckham come in and demand the ball, demand the OC to make you pass plays. Traylon Burks, I believe, will be really good at the Browns. A lot of people will disagree with me, but I've, I think that is a really good pick for the Browns, and I think it will be good for fantasy too. Yeah, I don't hate that. I've also taken a wide receiver. You need to replace the hole that OBJ left, and in my draft, Traylon Burks had already come off the board. 
So that probably leaves the next best wide receiver in Garrett Wilson uh, out of Ohio State. So very similar points to what you made. Um, the need to replace OBJ and the whole the hole that he's left. And um, yeah, I do, I do, I do like the take that I've seen of Garrett Wilson, um, considering Traylon Burks has already come off my board. When it comes to the Ravens, I have taken your boy Ahmed Gardner, uh, cornerback out of Cincinnati, for the exact same reasons as to what you mentioned before. I just had him falling two picks later uh, over Kobe Dean. Yep. I've taken David Ajabo, a defensive edge. When you look through the Ravens team, they're not really weak anywhere. Uh, David Ajabo, not that long ago, was a top 10 pick. And I think he's just fallen a little bit. Um, out of Michigan, geez, that Michigan side had so many good defensive players. And um, yeah, the Ravens taken just, just loading up on defense. Uh, yeah, they're going to be very, very hard to stop in the future if... if um, if Lamar Jackson can stay healthy. So I've got David Ajabo going to the Ravens at pick 14 at pick fifth. Yeah. The go Eagles on. go 15, 16, 19. So we yeah. can stock up here a bit when it comes to Philly. So this is the, this is the Carson Wentz uh, debacle. So they got pick uh, 19 from Carson Wentz. They only got it, you know, a few weeks ago because of, because Carson Wentz played enough games or played enough snaps or whatever that deal what a, was. What a trade that was. It was a weird trade, yeah. And I don't know what their other trade is. I don't know why they've got 15 and 16, but the 19th pick is definitely the Colts pick. But at 15, uh, I've got the Eagles taking Devin Lloyd, the linebacker out of Utah. Here's a little stat. The Eagles haven't drafted a linebacker in the first round since 1985. And I think this is the year they need to do it. Uh, Devin Lloyd is probably one is probably my number one linebacker in this class. It's close. It's close between him and Nakobe Dean. Um, but yeah, that's where I've got the Eagles taking at pick fifteen. I also have them taking um, the same pick, uh, Devin Lloyd. I don't have them. Take, I don't. I don't have them taking him at fifteen though. Um, I've got them taking Jalen Riga's replacement who yeah. hasn't worked out. Uh, I've got them taking Drake London out of USC. Uh, yeah, they nice. need they need a wide a wide out because Riga ain't it. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, it's it's rough. I've got them got them doubling up on the defensive end uh, when it comes to George. Is it Carl? Ka- yep, you know George. Carl George, that's Kyle it. Carl Loftus. Yep. Um, yeah, so the defensive end out of Purdue. Um, yeah. Yeah, just, just a one-two punch there when it comes to off, an offensive weapon and some defensive stability. And then, look, I'll just give my 19th pick now um, because I've already made alluding to it. Uh, I've got them taking Devin Lloyd linebacker out of uh, Utah as well with the 19th pick. Well, I've got them at pick 16. I've got them taking George Pickens instead of Drake London. Um, I think George Pickens has got to light up the, the, um, the whatever you call it, the combine. Jesus Christ, I've had a couple of beers tonight and I'm just forgetting everything. Swear, you were, Jesus. Uh, so I think he's going to light up the combine at George Pickens and I've got them taking uh, Pickens instead of Drake London. But for me, it's a really, it's a toss of coin between them two players. Uh, and then at pick at, 19, at 19 yeah. I may as well talk about pick 19. I've got them trading it away. I really think they will trade this away. Um, and I think the Bucks are going to move up. The Bucs are desperate for a secondary. I've got the Bucs taking Andrew Booth, a corner out of Clemson at pick 19. And I'm loving that. I've I really, really wanted the Bucs. Their Bucs have got pick 27, but I couldn't find 
a good enough corner to draft to them at pick 27. And I thought the Eagles didn't really, weren't really desperate for anyone there. So, so I put them back down only about six, eight picks and move the Bucks up and the Bucks take Andrew Booth. Uh, but at pick 17, you may as well talk about pick 17 because uh, I've got a, I've got a pretty exciting pick here. LA I, have one, I have one corner after the Bucks picks. There is there is the potential of them drafting this guy that, that we'll touch on when we get to it later. Yep. Um, where are we up to pick? No, where are we up to pick 17? 17, yep. Yeah, look, the Chargers, people just ran through them left, right, and center. So I feel like we need to stuff that in the middle. I've taken Jordan Davis, defensive tackle out of Georgia, um, just, just to stuff that, stuff the middle because they were abysmal when it comes to run defense. Yeah, I've got I've got him taking Nakobe Dean, the linebacker out of Georgia, for the exact same reason that you're talking about. They were 31st in the NFL for run defense. Uh, that is terrible, absolutely terrible. Not so not, not good for for a side that wants to compete in the playoffs. There's only so much yeah. Herbert can do. Um, yeah. your, your defense needs to start runs uh, at crucial times as well. Um, so yeah, I had I had Dean going a little bit earlier, but for the same yeah. reason we can. Uh, we can chuck in, who did I take? Uh, where is it? Yeah, Jordan Davis. So same, same, same. Yep. Uh, pick 19, we have the, uh, no, pick 18, we have the New Orleans Saints. Do you want to talk about this one? I do. What's happening with Michael Thomas? I don't know. We need I think to. He's, I think he's going to stay there. Uh, I still but... think we need some kind of replacement because he's becoming a little bit too unreliable. Yep. And for that reason, I've taken Ohio State's Chris Olave, or Olave, Um I like him. I really like him. He's probably my second favorite wide receiver in this class that is going a little bit under the radar. Um, so, yeah, I don't I don't mind this pick because uh, I love a wide receiver. I just feel like I don't know what's happening with Michael Thomas. If he stays cool, it's never too bad to have more weapons for a struggling quarterback in James Winston or Taysom Hill or in book, whoever they put there. Like, um, yeah, just uh, just get some more offensive talent. I've seen a lot of, a lot of guys draft – quarterbacks to the saints but i'm with you i'm taking drake london there at that pick at pick 18 could easily be george pickens if the eagles take drake london instead um so yeah london or pickens are there for the saints at pick 18 we've talked about pick 19 uh we'll move on to pick 20 who's the steelers the steelers is a very very interesting one this year and honestly i didn't really want to draft anyone to them because i think they are going to buy a quarterback but I want to hear what you think about this pick, the Steelers at pick 20. So I mentioned that your boy, Sam Howell, isn't my third quarterback off the board. And this is the reason why I've got them drafting a quarterback. I do feel they will buy one. Um, I feel they might buy one out of Green Bay. <laughs> but we have to take it on face value. They love Malik White. And he has shot up boards when it comes to the senior bowl. Um I don't think he Willis, will fall this Malik hard. Willis. I don't think he. Mm. Um, I don't know why I put White Malik Willis. Um, yep. I don't think he falls as far. I think yep. trades happen and he goes earlier. I don't think he falls to twenty because teams just seem to be so high on him. Um, but no one else needed a quarterback, and I preferred uh, Pickett and Corral beforehand. So yeah, I've got I've got big Malik going to the Steelers, but I do agree. I think they will buy one. Yeah, I, I like that pick, Malik Willis. For me, I don't think he's a walk-in starter at this stage. I think he's one of those guys who needs to, like, even if Denver takes him, he can sit behind Teddy Two Gloves, or if Washington taking takes him, he can sit behind. Um, you know, he he if he goes to the Steelers, you reckon he sits behind Mason Rudolph? Oh, <laughs> you know, like 
if he has a shocker and he fucks up and he throws three picks, are they really going to th- – is is Mason Rudolph going to go in there and save his ass? Whereas yeah. <laughs> um, whereas Washington, Denver, and and where I've got him going to be later in this draft, they've got decent backups who can help him. Um, but, yeah, I'm think- – I really think the Steelers are going to buy someone. I'm on Russell Wilson to the Steelers. That's what I was going to ask. Do you think it's A-Rod or do you think it's Wilson? Because it's one of I those think, two. I think it's Wilson. I, I actually think A-Rod might end up in Denver. And I would like that. Denver yeah. would become Denver would become huge assets. Um, you got you got Sutton, you got Fant, you got Judy. Like that, that is an elite receiving core. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had a hot yeah. take on Twitter. I think their receiving core as a whole, the Broncos, is better than the Packers receiving core as a whole. Yeah. I, I comes actually overall, agree with overall that. Talent. Yeah. yeah. They they had a fair few injuries the last couple of years, which hurt. But they're all on long contracts there, all the wide receivers. So I reckon um, I reckon A Rod will really like that team. Their defense is so underrated, and yeah. they got um, Javonta Williams, and like their offense can be really really good, but just not with their quarterbacks. I mean, and Melvin Melvin Gordon was fine this year as well. So you got a good one two punch there when it comes to mm. running game as well with um, with Williams and Gordon. Yeah, we're moving on to my boys, the Patriots. Yep. Uh, I, I've drafted someone that, that has been taken off the board already by you, and that is Clemson's cornerback, Andrew Booth Jr. We got torched by Josh Allen uh, in the backfield. We need pass protection, and we trade away Stephen Gilmore. Um, Deontay Hightower is getting long in the tooth. I think we need something young, exciting to be able to cover passes. And yeah, I really like what I saw of Andrew Booth Jr. out of uh, Clemson. Yep. Yeah, I like that. I've I've got him taking a wide receiver just because it's romantic to send a wide receiver to the Patriots in the first round. But fair chance Bill Belichick buys, uh, let's say, Alan Robinson and Michael Gallup. And, and Juju drafts. Smith-Schuster. Get, and Juju. get him under Bill. Yeah, get everyone. Get everyone to the Patriots. Uh, so I kind of agree with you there. They, they do need some, some corners. And they also need to replace um, Hightower. Desperately, um, but yeah, so you're taking, Roman, are you taking a linebacker here? I'm taking Jamison Williams, the wide receiver, Alabama, just because it, I would love this, just because it tickles my heartstrings. To said, yeah, I would love it. <laughs> he, uh, so he got shut down by Source Gardner in that in that semi final. So Alabama moves him to the slot. And he finishes the game with like 150 receiving yards. This guy is an absolute freak. And he's just done his ACLs, which which sucks big time. But he's going to miss not many games. Like he might miss till November or something, less than half the season, I reckon. And he'll be straight back in. But but I think your boy Bill will, will go and buy someone like Alan Robinson or Juju uh, who will easily fill that that hole until Jamison Williams back. Look, if Williams falls to pick 22 at the Raiders, they would be cheering. And that's what I've got mm. them taking here. Wide receiver, yeah, okay. wide receiver from Alabama um, at the Raiders. Let's hope it works out better than their last year's first round pick at wide receiver. Not going to uh, mention, obviously, what <laughs> two happened. Years ago. <laughs> yeah. oh, two, two years ago. <laughs> two Sorry, Henry yeah. Rose was two years ago. Um, look, yeah, look. The ACL sucks. If he didn't do the ACL, does he go top 10? <laughs> there's there's uh, definitely yeah. a case for it. So yep. uh, if, if you can get him at 22 and you're just praying the ACL doesn't affect him too badly, um, yeah, I think Williams at, at 22 is a steal for the Raiders, a side who has been very poor at retaining good draft talent. Yeah. I've got the Raiders taking Jaquan Brisker, safety out of Penn State. 
I'm not actually sure why I had them there, but every single mock draft I've done, I've taken a safety or a corner to the Raiders. There must be something about their team that I'm not thinking off the top of my head at the moment. They might be losing a couple of DBs, but yeah, I, I can kind of see them taking a wide receiver as well. Um, but yeah, all my I've got, I've got all three mock drafts in front of me, and I've got Jaquan Brisker, Jaquan Brisker, and Roger McCreary on them, uh, and I'm not totally sure why. But, uh, but yeah, Jaquan Brisker, the safety out of Penn State, I'm drafting to the Raiders at 22. Nice, I like that. That's a really good pick. Um, who have we got at 23 for the Cardinals? I'm taking Roger McCreary, the corner out of Auburn. Um, yeah, Cardinals aren't really desperate anywhere. I thought their defense, their defensive line is really, really good. They could help a little bit in their offensive line. Uh, but somewhere where maybe they're lacking a little bit is is corner. And yeah, that's where I'm taking Roger McCreary. A bit, a bit of a best on the board pick also. My pick for the Cardinals comes down to JJ Watt. He can't keep doing it himself. Yep. I think he needs he needs someone there with him. I think that's David Ajabu uh, out of Michigan. I feel like yep. he could really help JJ Watt on that defensive end because right now it's a one-man show. Um, they've got good enough offensive talent with Carla there to, to not take a, an offensive player. So I feel like they need to fix up that defensive end. Um, they could also fix up corners as to how you've drafted as well. So um, either, either defensive line or cornerback is fine. I've taken da- David Ajabu uh, out of Michigan. Um, as for the Cowboys at 23, this was a tough one. I didn't really know where to sit with the Cowboys because they do need, they've got chinks in their armor sort of all over the place, but mm. we have to sort of work out where their best assets are. And that does lie with Dak Pollard and um, Zeke. And I feel like someone like Kenyon Green, offensive tackler at Texas A&M, could really shore up that offensive line um, and just give Dak Pollard and, and Zeke the best options when it comes to like Amari and um, Gallagher, just escaped my mind. But yeah, just, just getting that offense as, as much protection as possible because they are a, a really, really good offensive side. It just needs to click for them. I, I really like that pick. And I've got Kenyon Green falling pure bias on my Kenyon Green <laughs> pick, which we might get to a little bit later. Uh, I've got the Cowboys drafting def- defensive edge. And I wonder, wonder where you're taking an offensive tackle. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the Cowboys at pick 24 taking Trevon Walker, defensive edge out of Georgia. Uh, he's a star, and I, I think they're going to play Michael Parsons purely in the linebacker role. Uh, uh, Michael Parsons was sort of like a – he was a bit of bit of both last, oh, really last season, and I think he, he suited best as a linebacker. So I've got him taking Trevon Walker, the defensive edge out of, out of Georgia. Do you think uh, they re-sign Leighton Vendrash? I've got no idea. I'll have to look into that more. Because um, – like their defense on paper is scary good. And if they yep. do draft the way you're thinking, like it's going to be really good. And if they definitely have to keep um, LBA, like that'll be, that'd be great. But yeah, it's just, it's the Cowboys was a tough one to, to come up with. I felt they've got the best defense in, in the NFL. And that's not my opinion. That's, that's fact. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I couldn't tell you who's off contract and who's, who's not off contract. So I'll have to take a dive into that a bit more, but they can, they like, they don't need offensive weapons. Like, They've got Zeke signed till 2026, end of 2026. Yeah. I think you need to protect those guys. And that's, and that's the reason why I did, I did lean on green, but I can definitely mm. work out where you're taking him uh, based off your comments. <laughs> when it comes to if the build I, at 20, when it comes to the build at 20. <laughs> it would have been bad if I had Tyler Linderbaum at, down at my pick. Would you, <laughs> would, would have that been bad? <laughs> I really, um, really yeah. want He to might fall. It. I don't think he's fallen to pick 31. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to the Bills, they don't have a whole lot of chinks in their armor, um, but I do feel they have an issue at corner. 
and they, they could be plugged. And that is, uh, is it Kai Elam, cornerback uh, yeah. out of Florida. Never too bad to have good cornerbacks, and I feel like Elam could could definitely help that side. I mean, offensively, they're fine. Um, you could argue a wide receiver here, but I think Josh Allen's good enough to make it work with sort of whoever they put there. So fix up that cornerback situation. I think they will definitely make a big, big run come February next year. I put it on Twitter only a few days ago, where will Michael Gallup end up? And I actually had two comments say the Bills. Uh, and yeah, one other comment said Pats and someone else said the Saints and whatever. But two people said the Bills, which I thought was interesting. Um, but I've also got them taking a corner. And I've got Trent McDuffie. Um, I have him a little bit above Kaya Elam. Um, but, yeah, corner out of Washington. Uh, but, yeah, I think we're both on the same page there. Their DBs need some help. They do have that guy that got injured um, from LSU. What's his name? Uh, just another DB. Blank. Who? I'm drawing a blank. No idea. I can't yeah, I can't think of his name. He's a star, though. He was injured for most of this year. Um, but, yeah, so so doubling up there with, with first-round DBs would be really good for the Bills. Uh, the Titans pick, I had a lot of trouble with this one, and I'm not happy with this pick at all. Um, when you really think about it, what do they need? Their defense is really, really good. And they've got AJ Brown on a longish contract. I couldn't really tell you the other receivers' contracts off the top of my head. I haven't deep dive into them yet, but I've taken I've got them taking Chris Alave a wide receiver from Ohio. I'm not huge on Alave. Some people are, some people aren't. Alave is a funny player. I Maybe because Garrett Wilson's so good, it sort of takes the limelight off Alave and I stop looking at him a little bit. But I'm not massive on him. I still think he's a first-round pick, but I think he's an end-of-first-round pick. Um, so, yeah, but I, I'm not real happy with that pick. I'm not sure who to draft the, to Tennessee. Yeah, I'm keen on Alava. Obviously, had him going 18. Um, when it comes to Tennessee, you just mentioned they've got AJ, they've got Derek Henry, they've got Ryan mm. Tannehill. They're mm. fine when it comes to offense. I thought we had to fix this defense and particularly defensive end. I'm taking Florida's Jermaine Johnson the second. Um, yeah, I just I just feel like we need to fix the, the Titans defense. They were good in stretches last year, but lacked consistently yep. consistency yep. for mine. And I feel like Johnson the second can can really come in and, and yeah just. The phrase I've been saying all, all mock is come in and do a job, which you want these first round guys to do. And, and uh, I wouldn't hate to see that. We move on to the Bucks, and I mentioned um, that who was it before? Uh, I think I, I think I said it was uh, Drake London was my second favorite wide receiver in this class. Being slept on, my favorite is Jahan Dodson uh, out of Penn State. Look, you've just lost AB. We, we all know that. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, Chris Godwin isn't getting any younger. I feel like we need to. Look at giving whoever the new quarterback is at um, Tampa Bay the best set of weapons possible. And I really like Jahan Dodson. I, I think he's a really good sleeper at the late second rounds. Um, wouldn't be surprised to see someone like the Saints take him at 18 where I had Chris Olave. Um, you can probably flip, flip, flip those two around. So, yeah, I'm a big, big fan of Jahan Dodson, especially what he did at Penn State this year. Yeah, I love that pick. I'm really high on Jahan Dodson. Uh, he's got the best hands in college and that's not, that's not a joke. Like he is an absolute star. Um, but I've got because I had the Bucks trading up to take a to take a corner at this pick. So I've got the Eagles picking at pick twenty seven. I've got them taking a defensive line, uh, Demarvin Leal from Texas A and M. Um, yeah, I, I can kind of see 
Eagles trading away their third first round pick altogether. But Marvin Leal, best player on the board from Texas, uh, he he should be falling there. He should be falling out of the first round for me. Like that, like that a lot. Uh, let's let's go to this year's Super Bowls winners uh, back in November. The Packers apparently. Um, who do we have them taking? Because as it stands, Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback. You and I both feel come training camp, he will not be their quarterback and Jordan Love will be the heir apparent. Do we give him some offensive weapons or do they try and fix up the, the defensive side of the football? I've got Jahan Dotson going there. I really, really like that. If That's assuming Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams stay. If they don't... Yeah, it's it's really, really hard. Maybe Jahan Dotson still goes there because there's a fair chance Rodgers and Adams both leave and then they'll be desperate for any sort of receiving weapons. So maybe Jahan Dotson goes there regardless. Um, But yeah, I I really like him in Green Bay. Up there in the cold, the best hands in college, kind of a, you know, kind of a sexy pick. Don't hate that. Don't hate that at all. It's good reasoning. I've gone on the other side of the football. Um, I mean, you could probably draft a special teams player here considering how poor it is, but <laughs> we've, we've, taken a, we've taken a defensive end. We've taken uh, Deontay Wyatt uh, out of Georgia. I just feel I need as much help uh, when it comes to defense. Um, there's someone slipping my mind that they need to push out, but I feel like Devontae uh, Wyatt yeah, just comes comes in and, and really shores up uh, that defensive side of the football, allows uh, LaFleur to probably put more of his focus and the offensive coordinator's focus into the offensive side of the ball because if they don't have Adams and they don't have Rogers, then it's grim. And I feel like they're going to need to stack up on defense to be in games. Yeah. Um, so that's that's my reasoning behind that. Let's, let's talk to Dolphins. And we need to protect Tua. And I feel like Trevor Penning out of Northern Iowa could be the guy to to really shore up this offense because the offensive is solid. Um, they have just sacked uh, defensive head coach Brian, Brian Flores. You think an offensive mind comes in and it makes no sense to them to sack a defensive coach to bring in another defensive coach. So if you bring in an offensive weapon, it's going to allow Tua Waddle and Kaseki all to thrive. And I feel like Trevor Penning um, out of Northern Iowa could probably do the best job there to protect yeah, protect that line. So I had I had the Dolphins moving up here and the Falcons trading back. So the Dolphins took Garrett Wilson right up at pick eight. And I had the Falcons moving way back for plenty of futures picks. And I've got the Falcons taking Malik Willis, quarterback out of Liberty. I think Malik Willis will fall this far. Um, I feel oh, like I think I, he's going high to where I've drafted at, at the Steelers pick. So it'd be very interesting come draft night as to how high people are. I think Malik Willis is, is very draft combine dependent. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Just that those couple, those two games, two games in college where he played really good defensive teams and they flogged him. They really flogged him. Um, those two games scare me. I feel like I didn't talk about my Steelers pick because I got so distracted talking about who the Steelers are going to buy at quarterback. Yeah, back to pick 20. I didn't because I'm looking here going, you had Malik Willis going to the Steelers. I got Carson Strong going to the Steelers at pick 20 ahead of Malik Willis. Uh, Carson's, yeah, I don't Carson Strong in the first round. Yeah, that's... that. That's probably why I didn't talk about that pick too much because I'm pretty sure they got to buy someone. But if they don't, Carson Strong is a better version of, at the, at the moment, a better version of Big Ben. Um, he's certainly got the best arm in college and 
he's probably his versatility is is really really bad, but it's probably a tad uh, underrated in that he can still get out of the pocket fairly quickly and and rocket it. Like even though he doesn't have the rushing yards, doesn't mean he can't get out of the pocket really quick. So similar, he reminds me similar to Josh Allen in that project guy, big arm can yep. move out of the pocket and can rush if he has to. So if they can get him and they don't buy and they can develop him anywhere yep. close to Josh Allen, that'll be a great pickup. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that. Yeah, unbelievable like that. arm strength. I've, I've mocked Carson strong to the Steelers pretty much every mock draft I've done, but let's get back to my Malik Willis pick Malik Willis had picked 20 to the Falcons. The Falcons have moved back uh, and required maybe like a 23 first and a 23 fourth, something like that. Uh, Malik Willis can happily sit behind Matt Ryan for two years. Matt Ryan's contract until 2024. They can, if Matt Ryan starts a game and he throws two picks, throw Malik Willis in there. And if Malik Willis gets creamed, which I'm kind of expecting him to, they've, they can always just fall back on the guy that's been their quarterback for the last 15 years. Um, so someone, if Malik Willis goes to the Steelers, they can't really fall back on on Mason Rudolph because they're still going to get smashed. Um, also, not, not a bad bloke. If you don't play a snap in the NFL that year, not a bad bloke to sit behind as well when it comes to Matt Ryan. I feel like Matt Ryan is massively disrespected um, yep. when it comes to just the community. I feel like he's a very, very good quarterback. Um, yep. Doesn't get the credit he deserves. So if, yeah, Willis doesn't play a snap at all, definitely a good guy to learn off because yep. you don't think Ryan will be there in maybe two years' time. Yeah, he's, he's still got two years left on his contract on massive money. He's on $30 million a year. So, yeah, he'll be he'll be there till the end of 24, no doubt. Um, and then, yeah, by then, surely Malik Willis will be ready to take over that team. That's uh, my opinion. What do, anyway. the, what do we have the Chiefs doing? Because this is a hard one. Offensively, they're fine. Defensively, they had some big struggles uh, to start the season. Defensively, they came home pretty good. Um, but it is cause for concern about how poor they started. One of the worst defenses in the NFL through the first sort of yep. seven, eight weeks. So I've got them taking Kaye Elam. Oh, Jesus Christ, that's a hard name to pronounce when you're talking fast. Uh, the, a sexy pick would be Wondale Robinson, but I think Wondale Robinson is a just another like. Uh, I don't think he's very good. Some some people do. He's very very fast. He's a bit like a, a dual threat wide receiver in that he can take running back rushes as well. Um, I don't think he's a first round pick, but someone I have mocked him in there. One of my mock drafts, I've taken Wondell Robinson there at pick 30. But I think more to your point, I think they need to concentrate on their defense more than more than a sexy pick like Wondell Robinson. So I've taken Claire Elam uh, from Florida, a DB. Um, yeah, just someone... I, they really need maybe a, a tackle, a defensive tackle, something like that up the middle, but there's no one really there that I would draft to them. So be interesting to see what you reckon about this pick. Would you take, would you take Deontay White, um, the defensive end out of Georgia, to um, the Chiefs? Or is that still probably a bit too high for you personally? Probably a bit too high. I haven't even got him in my first round. Um, I'm not sure where I would draft him. Maybe let's think about it. Who's got pick? Yeah, because I had him going to the Packers at 28. So, oh, do you? Yeah, well, yeah, 
Yeah, I haven't got him in the first round, and I'll probably have him maybe 35, 36, 37. Yeah, well, not too far away. Yeah, yep. Um, So I've also taken a a cornerback. Uh, Look, I took a Kair to the Bills, um, but I was tossing up between him and my pick out of Washington, who I feel is the best player available, and that is Trent McDuffie. Yep. Yeah, I like that. So we just swapped those two players. I had McDuffie going to the Bills. Yeah. So I, I couldn't, it was hard to choose between. I just like the upside of, of Kair, um, but you can definitely make a strong case for, for McDuffie and you can put Ayer at, at the Chiefs. I, they think they both desperately need some yep. kind of pass, deep pass protection and whether they go Elam, whether they go McDuffie could provide both those. Um, I had, like I said, I had Elam slightly ahead, um, but McDuffie is probably the best player available on the board. I am not surprised as to who you're going to take here with the 31st pick being the Cincinnati Bengals soon to be was, runners up of the Super Bowl. I was going to say, I'll be very, very interested to see who you have at pick 31. Because if you don't have the Lions at pick 31, I'll be very disappointed. <laughs> no. Wait, am I split, am I split this? Oh, oh yeah, because right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was confused then for a second. I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. So the, so the Lions are the Rams pick. Um, and I'm not I'm not super happy about this pick. I, I'm gonna because I think the Bengals will win the Super Bowl. So if therefore Bengals have pick 32, because absolutely zero bias in this at all. Uh, so I've got the Lions picking at pick 31. And I've got them taking a quarterback. I've got them taking Matt Corral purely because Corral cannot fall out of the first round. And what a fall from Grace Corral's hat. He was like I know counted as like QB one. Oh. Three months ago. I had him at pick six there for a long, long time to the Panthers. And I'm still like, if if the Panthers took him at pick six, I'm not shocked. I'd be like, yeah, that's that's fine. That's a good pick. Uh, yeah. There's no real urgency to take Matt Corral in this draft. Like, we've all taken our, our picks in this mock draft. And, and all our quarterbacks off the board really make sense. And Matt Corral to the Lions doesn't really make sense for me. He's sort of... If it makes you feel better, I've also taken a quarterback for the Lions. Okay. Who, who have you taken? I've taken your boy, Sam Howell, but I've taken him at pick 32, yep. obviously. Um, yeah, just sit sit behind golf for maybe a year or two until Motor City Dan says, you know what? We've got fleece with this Matt Stafford trade. See ya. We'll flick you on to like the Texans or somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And uh, oh, that, it, that does reek of it. Hey, the Texans picking up Jared Goff stinks <laughs> after Davis Mills like shits the bed. Um, and yeah, somehow I can sit behind Gary Goff for, for a year and, um, yeah, look, he looked okay out of North Carolina, nothing, yep. nothing flashy, but, uh, I think he can, do, he can do a job for a side that is building. Cause I think the Lions have a better side than what their record suggests. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So who would you prefer Davis Mills or Jared Goff? This is completely off topic, but oh, right now. Yeah. Right now. Jared Goff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure actually. That's tough. It's, it, that, that's that's really that's really tough. Uh, yeah, it's. I mean, I have I have Davis Mills in a dynasty, so I'm very happy that he's getting the start next year because he was a mm. he was a third round pick. Um, but yeah, look, I don't know. I mean, Jared Goff, I guess if you're looking to win now, but the Texans aren't really looking to win now. So yeah, stick with Davis Mills. He's he's fine. Um, where yeah. do you think Deshaun ends up before I go into the last pick? Good question. Very, you think very he, good do you think question. he gets moved? Yeah. Or do you think he plays two, or do you think he goes two years without playing? I think he gets moved. I saw someone today say the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and oh. as much as I, as much as that made me spew my mouth, I thought, you know what? That's a scary good team with Deshaun Watson. 
That's holy dooly. Not fair. Not fair. <laughs> That's not fair. How did you feel about? How did you feel about Deshaun going to Lambo? Or do you think? Or do you think they just put faith in Jordan Love? Like, do you think yeah. they just say now? Now's the time for Jordan Love. Yeah, yeah. If the, if they sell Aaron Rodgers, it's rebuild. It's rebuild city. Yeah, I like that too. Yep. Um, yeah, what, what's the rumors about them trading? What's the rumors about them trading Metcalf though? I've seen too many Seattle Facebook pages saying Metcalf's on the outer, of which yeah, seems I mean, he's, very he's, weird. He's kind but... of like Juju. He's yeah. a, he's a very defi- divisive character, very similar mm. to Juju. So, I reckon this is going to be a really really interesting offseason. We've got uh, a couple of good offensive talents. Um, Exiting or entering free agency, which is obviously going to have huge ramifications when it comes to fantasy. So I'm very, very curious as to how this off off season plays out. If I can speak, mm. uh, we have got one. So more. I, had, I had the line. Yeah, yeah. I had the lines picking at 32, just because I've got the Bengals yeah, picking yeah. at 31. <laughs> Everything screamed offensive line. Everything screamed. We need to take an offensive line player here, and the yeah. player that I've taken probably doesn't make much sense because you do have good coverage in that area but he's the best player available in my opinion and it never hurts to have a good cornerback when it comes to roger mccreary if i can speak um out of auburn look i understand that you guys have good cornerback talent and it screams taking offensive line but there's no one here that i like and there's no one here that i'd bomb a first round pick on i I could see the bengals trading away this pick for maybe uh, a third um, and maybe maybe a third and fourth or something like that, or a, yeah. a late second and a, and a, and a mid third or, or something like that, because then you can just fill it with with an okay offensive offensive line player. There's just no one here that I'm confident enough to, to take a, a first round pick on when it comes to the offensive line, because that is what you guys need. We all know that. Um, as much as you are a biased Bengals fan, this team is fragile. Mm. Like that, that they are they are very very streaky right now, and what they've done to get the Super Bowl is is fantastic, but they could easily finish six and what eight next year or six and seven, yeah. whatever the yeah. record is. Like it's not out of the realm of possibilities. Yeah. Corner corner is someone I would put here too. And, and before I made Gardner lit it up at the back half of the season, I had him go into the Bengals, but that was also at like pick 22. Cause I didn't think the Bengals were going to make it this far. Um, because Eli Apple is not good. Like, let's be honest, Eli Apple, as much shit as he puts on Twitter, he is the one of the worst corners in the NFL. He's so bad. But I've got him taking Kenyon Green. Uh, you had him going maybe 10 picks earlier. Uh, I don't. Where did I, have? I had him going to the Cowboys um, offensive tackle. We get Texas yeah. A&M. Oh, he, he'd be a perfect slot. Yep. Uh, I just, just, I don't think he falls this far. Yeah, maybe maybe the bias did get to me a little bit and pushing kept pushing him <laughs> down the board. But yeah, I, I don't think it's too much of a. I don't think it's too bad. I think they have a very good chance. But I do like your idea of trading this pick away, and that is that is a fairly good option. Um, just because they don't want to be reaching for offensive linesmen. So yeah, I like that idea too. Um, but yeah, that's it. And then With obviously, fourth- yeah. Sam- we touched on Sam Howell um, to the Lions at 32, which was my Yep. Pick. Yep. And I had, I had him taking Matt Corral. So we're pretty close. Our, our, all our picks, I think it was only maybe four. That, that first 10 was pretty That first ten was yeah. pretty boring. It was. It was very close. So I like it. I like it a lot. Um, so that is our, that is mine and Josh's mock draft, first round mock draft. The first one I've done on a podcast. I've done plenty sort of 
uh, plenty of lists on my own. There's plenty sitting on my kitchen table at the moment of just players I've been playing around with, plenty of trades that I thought would be interesting and something that I'll be talking about in future podcasts. Uh, but yeah, no, that was fun. That was good. I liked it. Thanks for the invite, mate. I, I I'd had a couple of days to prepare, but yeah, it's um, when you got to start watching tape and stuff, it, it gets you back in the mood, doesn't it? Obviously, we've oh, um, yeah. you're, you're, an, you're an avid NRL super coach draft player, um, but <laughs> it does get you excited to, to know that the NFL season isn't even, even finished and we've started the mock drafts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. Who is your, while I've got, while I've got you on here, for the listeners that we do have a lot of Australian NRL uh, guys that listen to this podcast and you are the, uh, I'm just going to say, you're the number one super coach podcast out there and way to pump up your tyres. But give My me your, big enough, it is. give me your, Give me two or three must-have classic players and give me two or three cheapy must-have cheapies off the top of your head. Um, how about I start with a really hot take? Paffenhausen to out-average turbo for the season. Oh, yeah. spicy. Um, as for as for as for must have in classic, I mean the first the first that comes to mind springs Pappenhausen under seven hundred k. If I'm if I'm got him as high as Turbo, then he's got in your classic sides. Um, no surprise we're going to name. I know you want cheapies differently. Um, okay, so another another must have. I'm very much in the Ryan Madison camp this year. I, I just really like the fact that he's going to be on the right edge, back to playing good minutes. Dylan Brown's going to be there as well. Um, so yeah, I'm just really really on board the Matto train. And then, I mean, it's pretty pretty hard to pass up someone like Harry Grant, in my opinion. Like, the cheese is out of favour, going to be playing 13, more minutes for Grant you'd expect. So they're probably my three premium must-haves. As for my three cheapies, uh, look, now that now it's been confirmed that Chris Randall will start nine and Kurt Mann will play 13, Chris Randall has to be there. Lachlan Ilias also has to be there, um, just being that, that South 7. Don't expect the world from him, but he'll be a good slow burn. And the hype of the preseason is Isaac Tago. Uh, should slot into one of the vacant spots, whether it be wing or center, depending on what side he plays. But therefore, my three must-haves, and yeah, Pat to out or not, yeah, Pat to out average Turbo, spicy. What if what if Turbo gets injured round one? Does it still count? <laughs> oh, okay, we'll we'll we'll, we'll wave the white flag then. We'll we'll void that one. <laughs> no, I like but it, righto. Pappenhausen. As a draft, as as a draft man, and you're on the clock at pick three. Are you taking Pap? Are you taking Teddy? I'm taking Teddy. Ooh. I know. You, can go, you said, can go either way with those I've two. Said, I feel. I've said this on many podcasts. Uh, I've been I've been a guest on about four draft podcasts now where I've had to talk about this three and four pick. And every time... It's I've a taken, hard one. It's probably the hardest spot, I feel. Every time I've taken Tedesco, and it is for this reason only, Tedesco is a safe pick. I know exactly what Tedesco is going to average at the end of the year. Pappenhausen might average 20 points more and he could average 20 points less. The uh, only thing that gets me really excited about Pap is the fact that in 80 minute games last year, 115.7 average, like that is yeah, crazy. really tasty. I know I was on, I was on, a, I was on Rick's fullback podcast uh, about a week ago and Rick goes, uh, let's talk about fullbacks. Ryan Pappenhausen with a 79 point average in 2021. <laughs> I've just gone, 
Hang on, hang on a minute. It's it's hot, on it's on when, when you look at it, <laughs> yeah, that was that was always, yeah. Those games yeah. off the bench and yeah. the injury <laughs> and the injury game really brought his price down, which makes it really enticing for the classic. Uh, but good on you, good on you, Rico. Yeah, it was like 113 or something for 80 minutes, which was yeah, crazy, crazy. All right, awesome. I really appreciate you having me on, mate. I, I really enjoyed this. Thanks for jumping on. It was awesome. Um, I'll be doing a lot more of these, so feel free to <laughs> jump on over the coming months. Before April, of course, Jesus we'll have to, Christ, we'll have to still update got, this mock as we go on. Still got over two months until the actual until the actual NFL draft. So, yeah, this will be at this rate, mate. The way that as high as as high I'm like Wilson, I am. You might be going at six by uh, by draft day. <laughs> going to the Panthers as a starter. Yeah, I like it. I like it. <laughs> it would would not shock me to be honest. Would not shock me at all. Someone will think he's the next Lamar Jackson. And take him at pick six. So, all right, we'll leave it there. Thanks, Josh. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, We'll see you on Friday. I'm doing the NFC North and NFC West with Beard and Rowdy. Beard and Rowdy are back on the NFL podcast to talk about their 49ers and the Packers. So we'll see you all then. Who's going to catch him? No one's going to catch him. Goodbye. 